Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome tonight, and uh, who's enjoying the new feel, the, the chairs kind of, it's, it's, uh, I can tell it's setting everybody unbalanced, it's like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing, I had my favourite space, I had my chair, I'd paid for that chair, it was mine, I'd fought for it, I'd, I'd seen other people off, I'd gotten rid of visitors because they were sitting in my chair, and, and, and now you've gone and moved the chairs, and I don't know where my chair's gone, <laughs> It's funny, isn't it, how it changes an atmosphere. Nobody's really quite sure, but we just kind of feel, you know what, heck, let's just move the chairs around and, uh, and, let, and, and just get into a space. Let's draw people together and, and uh, just really have church for Jesus Christ and not for our little comfort zone. Amen? And uh, so uh, if you're new with us and, and this is your first time, then we always do this and... Uh, <laughs> This is, uh, this is the first time the chairs have been like this. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, it will be back to the, the, uh, the, the normal religious way. And uh, <laughs> I might even wear a robe. And uh, so... Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but we thought, no, let's do Sunday nights different. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. So I hope you will too. Marvellous. In 10 years, you'll be used to it. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, tonight I want to speak from John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 19. And it says this, Soon, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says, Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. And you know, since time began, men have been looking for answers. And in looking for answers, people are looking for clues as to what is going on in the world around them. Looking for something that will enable them to get something more from life. And everyone is, is looking. They, what they see um, in their experiences, what they're looking for, will help them gain a, a bigger, a better understanding of the world around them and then enable them to get a little bit more out of life. And, and so men have invented uh, microscopes and um, uh, you know that microscopes have a, a capacity that was explaining on the radio you might have noticed uh, that how microscopes work and they, they can only take it to a set scale and, and then they have to play with computers and jiggery pokery to, to actually get down to the sort of atom size um, sort of looking at things and uh, so they, they created these things to understand um, the world in its smallest form. They've created uh, microscopes to, to understand the world in its biggest form. They've invented telescopes and, and uh, to understand things that don't happen very often. They've created laboratories and, uh, and to make things that don't happen very often. They create that kind of space. And if they want to blow something up or or inject an animal with something and find out what will happen to it and, and another things. Maybe I shouldn't mention that. And uh, so, you know, <laughs> you know, all of these things is, is people, they're looking for answers and what they see is what gives them a clue 
as to what is going on in the world around them. Um, one of my favorite um, YouTube channels to watch, actually, it's the only YouTube channel I, I've watched. I, I don't really sort of go on YouTube and watch videos. Who actually does that? Uh, it's another generation, I think, that do that. And, uh, uh, and then they tell me about those videos, and, and I just get the link to watch those, uh, or I look over my son's shoulder and, uh, and uh, to watch those. But one of the, the, the only one that I've really sort of like just hooked into that's just been really good is the, um, uh, the slow-mo guys. Who's seen the slow-mo guys? They're just brilliant. And the slow-mo guys, they just do the most ridiculous things. They generally blow up something. Um, that's the most favorite form of thing to, to video. Uh, and then they catch it in slow-mo. And the camera they've got is perhaps one of the, the world's um, best um, slow-mo cameras. It, it can do 18,000 frames a second. Um, normal television is 25 frames a second. So that's 720 times slower than what you would normally see it. And it means that when you see a, a melon explode, um, you're now seeing what's really going on. That whole kind of slow-mo. And, and uh, they, they do things like blow up airbags with people in close vicinity. And they, uh, and they punch someone in the face. And they, they just get that, that whole slow-mo thing going on. And what happens is this. that Once you've stopped seeing it, you've switched off the video. Now, whenever anything happens in your mind, you're already seeing what's really going on in slow-mo action. You now see everything in life differently because you've seen it as it really happens, not as it happened with your physical eyes. You've seen it as, it's, as it happened on the camera. And now you kind of enjoy moments in life because your mind is just filling in all the details that weren't there. It's a little bit like a, a two megabyte pixel camera that's been updated to eight megabyte. And the computer has filled in all the rest of the bits to make it look more defined. Your brain... Your eyes can't see it, but your brain has already seen it in slow-mo before. And, and you kind of get a feel like, I, I know what's happening here. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. Jesus is speaking to the disciple, and he's saying, Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. You see, what you really see lives in you. What you've really seen has an impact on how you live your life. And what you see in your heart is what you walk toward. And in our life, we, 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 have expect, we see ourselves in our projected future. We see ourselves with certain types of people. There are certain types of people that we, we prefer to hang out with we're more comfortable with. It's part of the whole psychology of, of, of uh, mankind is that we, we like to have people who are in our crowd and then there are people who are not. And we're comfortable with people in our crowd and the other people we're not sure about. <laughs> and that's humankind. That's humor. The church, however, is, is full of everybody. <laughs> and, and Christians have to, have to suck up the fact that not everyone in church is like them and it's this this massive melting pot where we come together and we start seeing life 
differently because we're not seeing it according to the, the normal group of people we hang out with. We're now seeing it with people who are doing life differently and they're living in the benefits of faith that we wouldn't have seen before. And it begins to change your mind. You see, when you hang out with a certain group of people, your expectations are the same. Adjust what those people's expectations are because that's all you've ever seen. Hello, who's with me tonight? Who fell asleep? It's all you've ever seen. All you've ever seen is that expectation of what is around you. But when you see something else, what happens is that what happens is that you begin to change that expectation. And once that once you've seen it and it's done something on the inside of you, then when you walk away, you're still seeing it. And you know, sometimes maybe you've um, you've come to church and some people they they come to church but they don't see they don't see it and they enjoy what they see but when they go home and on Monday morning they can't see it anymore but I I don't want you to just see church I want you to see Jesus Jesus said the world will no longer see me they saw him but they didn't see him they could see him but they didn't see him so when he was gone he, he was no longer in their world he may have healed them. He may have blessed them. They have, may have eaten the food that he supernaturally produced. <laughs> but they didn't see him. And because they didn't see him, when he wasn't there anymore, he was no longer in their world. It was like, oh, well, I'll better go back to Safeways, I suppose. I was getting free bread and fish there for a while. And now I'm going back to Safeways because he isn't around anymore. But... Yeah, Safeways is not around anymore. I don't even know where Safeways came from. But <laughs> Anything can be resurrected from the dead in Jesus' name. <laughs> and what happens is that we begin to see, but if you don't understand who Jesus Christ is, if you can't see Him, then you can't live with Him because He isn't ever present in the, in the eternal state of your spirit man that God has created eternal. There is a part of us that never dies. There is a part of our nature that never dies. And Jesus fills that space. And when we see Him, He fills that space. But if we don't look to Him, He doesn't fill it. And when we walk away, that space isn't filled and we're not able to draw on anything other than what we filled our life with. We have a life and we fill it with expectation. We fill it with the things that we think we're going to we see. And pretty much the things which you expect to happen in your world are the things that are going to happen. Because you've placed your position, your world, to go in that direction. But God wants you to see Jesus Christ. Jesus says, the world will no longer see me. But because you see me, you will always see me. You're going to continue. Jesus, His days were numbered. He wasn't going to be on the earth any longer. He was going to die. He was going to go down into death. He was going to take and destroy death for what it was. And He was going to come back to life. He was going to speak that the, the life and the hope released the life of the Holy Spirit upon His disciples. And then He was going to sit at the right hand of the Father and go, I won. I came back with gold medal. There was only one medal and I got it. The devil lost 
and I trod on his head because he's the loser. And that's how it worked. Jesus won and he crushed the loser by stamping on his head. I think that's how all sports should be played. (laughs) It's just a little bit of a victory parade. Lie down. Loser. And so Jesus won a victory by stamping on the devil's head and he sits at the right hand of God. He is no longer physically visible to anybody. But when the disciples saw him, he lived in them because they had seen him. The the sight of him burned in their spirit. And in any situation, they could see Jesus Christ. And when they could see him, they could see hope. They could see life. And they could see opportunity. And you know, tonight, I simply want to challenge you with that process. You know, Thomas was one of the ones who couldn't see. It says in John 20, 24, one of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin. I don't know what the other twin was nicknamed. But <laughs> maybe other twin. It was Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. See, Thomas hadn't seen him. Because he hadn't seen him, he didn't live in him. And he struggled with this just this natural feeling. If I don't see it, I won't believe it. And he just needed to see him. He needed to see Jesus. And I want you to know tonight that Jesus can be seen as you believe in him. If you believe in him, you will see him. Jesus said to the disciples and he says to them, he says, if you see me, you will live because I live. I live and you will live in me also. You see, when you see him, everything that you look at through the eyes of Christ starts coming to life. Wherever Jesus was, he gave life. He didn't bring death. He brought life. He brought hope. He brought healing. Dead bodies would come back to life. Sick bodies would be healed and restored. Hopes and dreams that were broken were suddenly mended and placed back together. Marriages restored. Family life was put back in order. Children were were put into the right place in the home. And Jesus came into society and he brought hope and he brought blessing and he brought life and the disciples and he's saying to the disciples if you see me you will live in other words as you look at your life the life that I have will live in you and bring life into your dreams bring life into your hope bring life into the things that you thought were broken the things you thought wouldn't happen anymore God has got a life for you as you look toward him, as you look to see him. You know, one of my, um, one of the favorite stories, uh, Luke chapter 19 is the story of Zacchaeus. Now, when I start Zacchaeus, how many of you older people start singing a song? <laughs> There's a few of you. You start singing that Sunday school song. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I'm not singing it. Cheryl's going to do a solo right now. Let's applaud Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> Now, it says in in Luke 19, um, verse 1, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way 
through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get to a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. Now here was a man who was the most hated man in all of Jericho. He's the chief, he's not just a tax collector, he's the chief tax collector. He's just, he's, he's the biggest little man there is. <laughs> he's, he's just a nasty piece at work. But he's heard about Jesus, but he hasn't seen him. You see, we often hear about things, and in our hearing, we start looking. Sometimes you want an answer for life, and someone says, oh, I heard. If you do this or that, this is, this is right. Somebody else did, and you start, you think, oh, maybe that will work for me. And you start looking. You go on Google. You start typing in keywords, see whether the information will come up, because you want to see for yourself if you can find that answer. And so here is Zacchaeus, and he's heard about a hope. Here is a man who's made himself rich, but he hasn't solved any of life's answers. He hasn't, he hasn't managed to uh, resolve the, the condition of his heart, which is hatred and rejection. He's discovered he could be rich, but he cannot be happy. And he's looking for an answer. And he can't find one, but he hears about Jesus. But until he's seen him, he can't have him. And so Zacchaeus is, has a problem. He's short. He can't see past the crowd. The crowd don't give a rip about Zacchaeus when it comes to Jesus. Maybe when it comes to tax collecting time, they may have shown some respect. But not now. Not when Jesus is in the midst. See, when Jesus comes in, in, into the midst, he turns all the, the tables upside down. And suddenly every man is an equal. Every man is there standing before Christ. There is no Lord and there is no lady. There is no pauper and there is no great man or little man. Every man is equal before God. And Zacchaeus can't get in because he's too little. He lived in a, in a, he lived in a big world in his house, but he lived in a little world in his heart. And he wasn't able to see Jesus. And he has to find a way to see him. And this is the amazing thing, is that Zacchaeus goes off and he, he looks and he runs ahead of the crowd to find a way of getting up. And he finds a, a sycamore fig tree. And he climbs up onto this tree so he can see Jesus. And this is what happens when Jesus sees him. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. See, this is the amazing thing. When Zacchaeus, the most hated man in all of Jericho, sees him. He becomes the most loved man in Jesus' heart at that moment, right there. He turns from the most hated to most loved because he finds someone who invades his heart and fills his world. And Zacchaeus was changed right at that moment. And Jesus says later on in verse 12, he goes right down and he he says um, later on, I'm going to find it, sorry, verse... um, I know I've written it down here. Maybe I've written it down. Here we have, in verse 9, it says, Salvation has come to his home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. You see, Zacchaeus was changed because he came to look for him. 
And I, I want you to know that if you look for Christ, you will see Him. If you, if you need God and look to Him, He will fill your heart and everything you look at will be different. Everything you see from now on will change in your world. You know, so often we forget about Jesus Christ and we're looking at life through our problems. And when you see a problem, all you see is the problem. And when you, when you see sickness, all you see is sickness and how to fix it. How can I fix it? And you think, that there, you think about Jesus, but you don't see Jesus, you see sickness. And you think about Jesus as being someone out there who might come down and, and bless you and, and heal you, but you're not looking at Jesus, you're looking at sickness. Maybe it's debt, maybe it's um, problems with uh, relationships, maybe it's just you, you, you're just not getting the answers you were looking for and you need God in your life. But what happens is that when we are looking, we are looking at the thing that we're struggling with. What you look at is what you walk towards. So you're struggling with it, but then you're walking to, you don't want to walk towards what you're struggling with. You walk towards Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus had a problem. He wasn't a very popular man. Instead of running, um, dealing with the problem, he runs to Jesus Christ and gets a look at him. When he gets a look at Jesus, all his other problems are no longer a problem. You see, you want to understand, if you, if you, if you want to see Jesus Christ, if you want, to, you want to get a look at Him, He's going to solve and give you the keys to the other issues that you have in your world. Are you no longer going to have any problems? I wish. Oh, how I wish. But that isn't the point. The point is, when I look at Jesus, I walk with Him through all of my issues. And now, I'm no longer doing life alone. Nearly everyone here feels alone at some point. No matter how many friends you've got, you feel alone. You're alone in your head. But Jesus is the only one who lives on the inside of you. All of our friends live on the outside of us. It doesn't matter how close they are, they're on the outside of us. But Jesus, we can see him at any time because he lives on the inside of you. And Jesus has filled your world. He's filled you with His presence and His life. He's filled you. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him, or Look at him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. You see, the writer of Hebrews is saying, look to Jesus, lest you become discouraged. Think about him again. Remember Jesus Christ in your life. How many of you remembered him in this week? Have you remembered Jesus in your life. Remember Him and you will find that Jesus will fill your life. It's amazing that what we look at is what we become and it's where we go. What we see is what we fill our world with. It's what we really see. It burns on the inside of us. If we're looking at it with eyes that, that just look and burn into those things. But Jesus says, look at me. 
consider me and I will encourage your heart and lift your soul. And then it says here, in later on in Hebrews 12 verse 12, it says this, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Jesus, he spoke to us and he says, let me read it to you again. He says here, soon the world will no longer see me but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. I want you to know that Jesus lives in your life. What you see, what you see in your life is what you live with. Why don't you look at Jesus and you can live with Him? What you see, and how, what are you looking at in your world? What are you spending your time looking at in your heart? I want you to know Jesus Christ has come that we might know Him, that we might walk with Him, but more importantly, that we would turn our heart to think about Him and just see Him rather than the things that have really caused us heartache and pain. Why don't we just stand up tonight? It's amazing how quickly we forget blessings, but we remember troubles. I remember in business, they would always say, one bad job will be complained about at least 10 times. A good job will be spoken of two or three times. We have a, a way of feeling sorry for ourselves and seeing that which causes us pain and just talking about it, dwelling on it, thinking about it. But Jesus says, look to me. Look, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, Looking unto Jesus, the one who's written for you a life that is far greater than you could possibly imagine. And the one who finishes that life that he has planned for you. It's pretty good, isn't it? If you was ever going to get anyone to write a script for your life, who would you get to write it? Who would you get to write that script? I mean, there's been some amazing people that walked upon the earth. Incredible people that lived amazing lives, would you seek their advice to write a script for your life? Why don't we just look to Jesus Christ, who has already written a script for us, a script of blessing, a script of wisdom and understanding, a script of grace that says, I'm going to help you get through that when everybody else said it's impossible. When the world says it's impossible, Jesus Christ says, it's possible. The world don't have answers, but Jesus is the author and the finisher of your life. The one who develops you and builds you and gives you a hope and a future. One who
who will take you from beginning to end with a hope and a purpose that gives you joy. You know, I wonder tonight whether you will give your life to Jesus Christ. And I want to put a challenge out because there's a lot of people in this place tonight that you know that you gave your life to Jesus a long time ago. And you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, I know this, this is good. But you know what? In all of this knowing, did you let Jesus Christ fill your heart instead of just filling your heart yourself with your own thoughts and own issues? Because when you know Jesus, when you know Him, right, we can get a little lazy and we think it's all right now. I know him. I can be a bit slack with the prayer time. It's all right. I know him. I can be a bit lazy with reading his word. It's all right. I know him. But then when pressure comes, you've forgotten to look to him. And suddenly the image of him in your heart is a little dim. And you're looking into your heart and you can't see Jesus so well. I want, to, I want to encourage you tonight. Why don't you look to Him? Why don't you look to Jesus Christ? Maybe you've never looked to Him before and you're wondering why all these people in this room, do all these people look to Jesus? I want to tell you there are billions of people upon the earth that are looking unto Jesus. Jesus, He doesn't just fill this room. He fills rooms across every nation, upon the earth, in every culture and every tribe, in every mindset and every type of place. Jesus is there. And people are looking. Why don't you look to Jesus? Why don't you look to Him and see that He's got an answer for your life? Father, I pray right now that you would just minister into each person's life. I thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Let it rest so powerfully. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.